0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is your host, John Chance, and my guest today is Vanessa Fox. And I have to read this word for word. I don't usually do this, but I love this. This is right off of her website. (laughs) Vanessa spends her time writing, speaking, and training companies on how to use key pieces of data to better drive product strategy and customer engagement online. That is so cool. Uh, (laughs) Previously worked at Google, built Webmaster Central, which I'm... Huge fan of, send people there all the time, as well as, and this will be a little technical for the geeks out there, uh, very instrumental in the sitemaps.org alliance, which uh, just, trust me, made your life better when it came to getting your sites crawled. (laughs) So, So, Vanessa, thanks for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me on.
0: Now, she is also the author, fairly new book out called Marketing in the Age of Google. Your online strategy is your business strategy, and I guess she's she's one of those ex-Googlers that gets to put that in the title of her books, I guess. Don't you have to sign something for that?
1: I did not. So, <laughs> <laughs> no one said anything so you, to me yet.
0: <laughs> no, I think, well, you know, at some point in time, they're going to lose the trademark on the word, right, because it's becoming a generic, like, verb. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting, and when I worked there, they did a blog post about you know, that they don't. They want you to search for things and
2: not to, not to like, Google then. for
1: things. Um, and <laughs> right. they did it a little in a mocking tone, but yeah. you could tell that it was because, you know, the lawyers were like, well, in order to keep the trademark, we're required to <laughs> right. publicly state that this is what we want you to do. Right, yeah, yeah. You
0: yeah. Um, can't show up in the urban dictionary.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, who, who knows what's going to okay. happen with that. I mean, on the one hand, of course, it's, it's not such a bad thing to become a verb, and even if it does mean you lose your trademark.
0: Yeah. Well, the um, um, one of the I'm not sure if I'd say this is a promise, but one of the kind of subheads on uh, on the book or premises of the book is search has changed everything. It's become woven into everyday lives and permeates offline as well as online activities. That's a pretty big statement. So I I wonder if you could wonder if you could make sense of that for us. What does that mean?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think I mean, it is, like you say, kind of a big statement, but I think it's absolutely the case. I spend a lot of time these days looking at searcher behavior and looking at the ways that we consume information and interact with information and search has really just become woven into everything that we do to the extent that we don't even think about it Um, I mean the example that I like to use a lot is like when I was in high school back in 1988 right we didn't have search engines and so if you were out at a bar Not that I was out at bars in in high school, but, you know, if you're out with your friends or whatever and you're thinking, oh, you know, who is the actor that was in that movie? Oh, I don't know. And you kind of talk about it for a while. Well, now it doesn't – we don't even think about it. We just automatically pull out a phone and – do a search, right, and see who it is.
0: It just drives I mean, my wife crazy.
1: Yeah, but know. I mean it's
0: just – She can't ask a question. And I go, I don't know. Here's the answer. Yeah,
1: well, right. <laughs> it's, 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 but that's, that's how we all are now because we just know that this yeah. information is just right there. And so search has just become this thing that we do all the time. And it wasn't always the case, but it's crept in so ubiquitously that we just don't even think about it. And so if you think about how that just starts to touch – Everything that we do, and you can see this really easily um, with things such as offline advertising um, this year and last year, you know I did this analysis of the Super Bowl commercials and it 's amazing how much a commercial causes people to search for the tagline or for the brand mm-hmm. um, and so Certainly, it might cause people to go to the website or it might cause them to, you know, have more, you know, positive brand perception or, you know, all those other things to, you know, actually buy the product. But it also really causes people to search. Um, and you see it with everything. Um, you see, you know, a movie um, comes out, a show, and you can see the search spikes for for things related to that. So.
0: Oh yeah or or you know a natural disaster somewhere. Oh yeah. I don't I don't really know where that is on the planet and boy spike like crazy doesn't it?
1: Yeah, so yeah, so I do think that it's really changed a lot of how we think about information, how we interact with companies, how we think about how we buy things, um, how, you know, all of those things, and it, it, you know, just permeates everything now. And there's so much certainly opportunity for um, engagement, but a big part of what I talk about in the book is just that there's also so much opportunity to, to learn more about your customers. Because with all this data that's available, um, we just have access to so much more about our customers than we did
0: before yeah and i I want to get into some of the various you know pieces of you know how you find that data how you make sense of it but let me uh let me ask you this first I think last year uh social media sort of grabbed all the headlines mm-hmm. um and and I think what you're kind of talking about here is hey it's it's really always been sort of interwoven into search anyway yeah. and, and I do feel there's a big bit bit of a pullback of saying hey, you know what, all this stuff's not like this new you know, thing over here. It's all just become the umbrella approach. So mm-hmm. how would you characterize the relationship right now between search and social?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a great thing to ask because I do think that this is on people's minds right now. Um, and a big thing that people ask me is, well, what should we spend the time on, search or social media? And, of course, that's really the wrong right. thing to ask. Um, I think the question really is, where are your customers? How can you get the most insight about them, and how can you engage with them the best? Normally, that means both, and it's actually very easy to integrate both of those things. And I, th- I think the thing to really think about before you get started is not just oh, social media is the next big thing. We should, you know, go do right. that. Is like what are what are your business goals, and how can you achieve those business goals through search and social media? Um, and with search, it's pretty readily apparent that no matter what kind of business you're in, people search. So that's almost always a great place to be. And for social media, um, it's going to vary a lot more, and, and it's, of course, going to vary a lot more in terms of the specific types of social media that you might do based on the industry. But that's really the place to get started. And you know, I talk a little bit in the book about some of the ways you can leverage social media for search and you know, really use them hand-in-hand hand for better um, reach of your customers.
0: Well, you know, I used to talk about how uh, search, uh, your search results, I guess I should say, for a business and social media were really, um, I I think I used to say, in a long-term relationship. And, and (laughs) you know, I think they've gotten married, right? Right. I mean, you can't separate the two, can you? Right,
1: right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, at the very least, You know, if someone is talking about you online, whether or not you're involved in social media yourself and, you know, your customers are talking about you online, with search being in the mix, it just amplifies that conversation. So it's not just the people having the conversation, but anyone who does a search for, you know, your brand or your industry later is going to see that social media stuff in the search results. So it just becomes that much more important to pay attention to it.
0: Yeah, it's a great place to claim real estate is what I tell people right now at least. Uh, Now, here's the challenge that I see a lot of organizations have. Mm -hmm. If we are to believe what you're saying in Uh, So far, you haven't given us any reason to doubt uh, (laughs) that it's true, but um, the the idea of integrating your search strategy into all aspects of your business. The challenge that I see people having is, well, search is those people over here in this room, in this department, maybe they're even a sub-department of marketing. You know, how how do organizations uh, deal with this whole aspect that it is uh, the people that maybe Know everything about search that they need aren't in the same meetings as the people doing strategy.
1: and that's really one of the big problems, I think, and that's something that that I talk a lot about in in the book is that search shouldn't be siloed and it not it shouldn't only not be siloed for business strategy, but it also shouldn't be siloed um, away from development because um, a lot of what the developers do um, uh, can be really yeah. important for search as well. I mean, <laughs> I think for each organization it's different, and it depends on the size, and it depends on kind of what you're doing. But if you think about the fact that your customers are your customers, no matter whether they're coming from search or whether they're doing something else, and so there's all of this vast information that's available about them, that all these different areas, whether it's market research or product management, product development or overall business strategy or, you know, acquisition, all these different areas could really benefit from having all of this search information sort of at the beginning as well as kind of all the data about what people actually do once they do a search and end up on your site. Um, So thinking about ways to think of that more holistically instead of just, oh, this is the SEO department over here. And what they do is they try to rank pages. I mean, that's That's a very – um, short-sighted view of, of how search can be woven into a business.
0: Okay. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, the, the idea of data and, and metrics that maybe you could actually do something with. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a challenge people have too. I mean, even if they just, uh, you know, the, 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 Analytics 101 is you put Google Analytics on your site, and then you go and you, look and you say, oh, look how many people came to our site, and look what words they're searching. And so, you know, how do you dig in and make that for for the typical business, or maybe maybe even, you know, the, the C-suite people that maybe you're trying to talk to? I mean, how do you make that stuff make some sense to them? This halftime break is brought to you by Constant Contact. Constant Contact helps small businesses and nonprofits build great customer relationships with email marketing event marketing and online surveys visit them today at constantcontact.com and sign up for your free 60-day trial
1: so i think you really have to start with your business goals Um, and it's amazing the number of companies that i talk to that don't really have those solidified the way that you would expect Um, And so that's really where everything starts is what what are your business goals? And when I go in and talk to people, a lot of times they'll tell me that their business goals are to um, not spend a lot of engineering resources or their their you know business goals are to get a lot of people to their website and you know those types of things may be fine things to do but they're not your business goals right so like you have some kind of a reason that you started the company something that you know is really what the business is all about and so really identifying that and then figuring out okay well who are the key audiences that you're trying to attract um, and so you kind of start there, and then you really start to think about who those audiences are. And what those two things help you do then is to take a look at all of the um, search volume that's out there using, mm. you know, any number um, of tools that are out there. I actually have a page on my website. If you go to um you can find a list of, like, all the tools um, that are available to get to get all this kinds of data. But basically you get all the data and then you can cluster it to see what are people searching for, but it's not enough to just say, oh, these have high search volumes or these have low on competition. You really then have to bring it back to, okay, so based on my, you know, my business goal and based on these audience needs, these are really the searches that tie in best with, with that audience. And this is what, Now I know exactly what they're looking for. Now I know exactly what their needs are. So we need to make sure that what, you know, we build matches their needs. And then going back to the business goal again, then you can really think, okay, now that we've met their need, how can we get them to do what we want? And so you can really tie that whole flow um, into one kind of integrated strategy.
0: Okay, I'm, that's how uh, I would
1: start with the searcher data.
0: Okay, well, so I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a a, um, a statement that I make all the time, and it's typically to small businesses. Remember that I'm making this statement, but um, I have a hard time suggesting somebody that's starting a website as a small business uh, not just go ahead and use uh, WordPress software to run their entire site. Oh, you should, um, and,
1: You totally should.
0: Okay, so you don't have any issues with that. You you oh, agree you know. agree with that strategy. Yeah yeah especially, especially when,
1: small businesses, I mean, yeah. there's so much more that you can do with it than just a blog i'm I mean my site that's how my site is based, and we're in the middle of redoing it, and we're adding a bunch of functionality, but we're still doing it all in WordPress,
0: Yeah, because you can do all the pages and then you just start getting crazy with some plugins I mean, oh you can it, do all it, kinds it, of stuff, yeah. and it's
1: so yeah. well supported yeah last week I spoke at Word on camp, which is you know uh-huh. automatics big yearly conference, and um and uh yeah, I think that they do great stuff over there,
0: okay, so there you heard it. People get tired of me saying it. Now we got somebody who who knows exactly how Google crawls your sites and knows that they favor blogs, right?
1: Well, I didn't say that. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been saying it for a long time. Anecdotally, it appears to me that uh, that search engines favor content that's being written on blogs. But So, yes, yeah, um, so if you
1: want, we can take a little bit of a detour and talk about that for a second. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, so I think that Google does like blogs, but maybe not for not because it's a blog. Um, I think that the search engines, especially in Google, look try to do as much as they can to figure out searcher intent because they're only getting a couple of words in the query, and there's only right. so much that you know is in that. And so they want to provide the most relevant results possible. So they use you know all kinds of signals to figure out intent. Um, but a certain percentage of queries certainly. Um, have intent that's topical, right? So it's, it's information that's newer versus, mm-hmm. you know, just evergreen mm-hmm. stuff that could mm-hmm. be. So certainly the fact that it's a blog maybe and, you know, it's a newish post should, is one signal to the search engines that, hey, someone's doing a query that is of something that's in the news now and this obviously is some new information. And so there's some correlation, right, between those things. So there's that. The other... Um, Great thing about a blog if it's not again blog specific, it would be the same um, you know, if you built a page or you know something in WordPress, mm-hmm. is that it's it's clean, right? It's not yeah. it probably doesn't have a bunch of Ajax on it, it probably isn't flash, it's probably just a bunch of text on a page that was linked to probably from the home page in an easily browsable structure. It has a URL that makes sense, it has a title that makes sense, it has a heading. Um, so it has all of these elements on a page that can be really easy for search engines to parse. And, um,
2: then,
0: and, and so then that then doesn't have
1: anything to do with the fact that it's a blog. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, that's, you know, what I always tell people is, look, search engines like content that is education in na- educational in nature, is frequently updated, is easy to crawl, and has good, clean HTML code. Well, that just happens to be a blog. Exactly. <laughs> so I think that that's, that's really it. So uh, in the time that we have left, what would mm-hmm. be a couple – Um, pieces of advice that you would say, I'm going to give you two two organizations. Uh, A small organization, you know, where would you, that that maybe isn't, you know, maybe is trying to get their pages to rank well, but really hasn't looked at this strategic approach at all. You know, what would be a couple things for them to get started? Uh And then how about this large organization that, that, you know, maybe has a department, they've been cranking away at this, you know, search engine marketing, search engine optimization, you know, what should they do uh, to make this more relevant?
1: Yeah, so I think for both types, of organizations or both, you know, types of people, it can make a lot of sense to take a step, you know, back to see what are you really trying to accomplish. Yep. You know, kind of going back to the who are you really trying to attract and what are you trying to do with those people once you get them there. Because yep. particularly for the second type of organization that you describe, it can be very easy to get a whole machine in place around search engine optimization. Right. And then you start to focus on ranking factors or getting pages ranking and you can easily lose sight of the goal of you know what you're actually trying to accomplish. I mean, I talked to lots of people who've been in the business for a really long time and they're like, "Oh, the, you know, the traffic is way way up." And I'm like, "But what kind of traffic? Like yeah. what is it and what's hap- you know, what's happening with those visitors once they get to your website?" So, particularly for a larger organization, I would say really Step up and look at things at a higher level. And make sure that the metrics that you're looking at are, you know, really the most actionable and useful. For a small organization, I mean, I think the big thing to think about is that you don't have to get um, caught up in all of these algorithmic ranking factors. Yeah. I talk to these f- small businesses; they don't know a lot about search. They go out and they look on the internet, and like there's all this crazy speculation out there. There's all this stuff, and I. I get these questions, you know, how many words should the title be and how, you know, what about the length of a meta, you know, description and how many links should I have going (laughs) out of my site? And, you know, I would say don't worry about any of that stuff. I mean, that's not the stuff that you should be focusing on. You should really – you do, of course, need to think about can search engines access my pages, which like you say, if you're using something like, Mm
2: -hmm. you
1: know, WordPress, that's going to be done for you out of the box. Um, And just make sure that you're building – compelling content one of the big things that people overlook which is so easy is the title and the heading yep um, you know the title of your page is really important not just for search engines to know what the page is about which it's a very strong signal for that but it's what shows up in, on the search results page and so yeah, and, and no and nobody searches
0: that. nobody searches welcome to my site.
1: Well, right. So not only does no one search for that, but if that's what's in the title of right. the search results, then even if you rank well for what you want, people right. are going to skip right over that because they're not going to know what that means. Yeah. you,
0: you know, one so, of my one of my favorite searches do it sometime. Skip this intro, um, <laughs> and you'll pull science, up ev- like here. <laughs> you'll pull you'll pull up every flash site that was ever created. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, that's absolutely true. But yeah, so I mean, if you think about that, every single page of your site is the homepage of your site yeah. because of search. Yeah. You know, people may not come to your home page. Right. Make sure that the heading actually makes sense yeah. and actually yeah. says what your site's about because it's really easy to say something like what we offer or, you know, our you know, um like products. But it doesn't yeah. actually say what that means what we mm-hmm. offer, right? That doesn't right. actually right. have anything about the about the topic of your of your site
0: yeah so, you know particularly for local businesses that are not in these highly hyper competitive environments, it's really pretty easy to rank well with just a little common sure. sense, isn't it sure um, yeah so, I did a
1: post I did a blog post maybe two or three weeks ago about local business um uh, where I talked just about like the really easy things that you can do right? Because it's the case that what is it like um twice as many people search for local you know business online uh-huh. than you know, then local businesses actually have websites online. Mm. You know, they just assume everyone's going to still use the yellow pages, but mostly people just do a search.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. My kids are in their twenties. I don't think they know how to use the yellow pages. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, where can you've mentioned referenced blog posts a couple times? Is that is that at ninebyblue.com? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. 9, all spelled out, 9 yeah. com, and you also do write for Search Engine Land still, is that right?
2: Yep,
1: yep, I'm an editor over at Search okay, Engine Land. Okay, great, Sorry, another, right
0: another great site. Um, mm-hmm. And and obviously the book, Marketing in the Age of Google, uh, Your Online Strategy is Your Business Strategy by right. Vanessa Fox, can be purchased pretty much anywhere you uh, buy books. And you have a site for the book as well, right?
1: Yep, marketingintheageofgoogle.com, yeah.
0: Well, that was a that was a mouthful to buy as a domain name, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Vanessa, thanks very much for joining me. Um, I, yeah, thank I, you. We could probably uh, dive into you know every single thing we talked to, touched on today. You know, as a very specific podcast all by itself. But uh, yeah. go out and get go out and get the book and start making search uh, the the important piece of your business strategy. That's right. All right. Take care.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Bye now.